What if I told you growth happens after the collapse? What if I told you separately we are weak, but together we change the world? This is a personal development social experiment designed to grow the participants, the producer, and the audience equally. This is 30 for 30. for 30 this is coach nash the uh, the host of a original video cast podcast production uh where myself different coaches different guests just start a conversation we're trying to learn and grow from each other uh, my guest today is coach rosales cesar rosales is the outside linebackers coach and recruiting coordinator over at cedar park in the beautiful city of austin texas uh welcome coach Rowe. how's it going Oh man, it, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on, and uh, you know things are great right now, so uh, definitely can't complain. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, a lot of people don't know we go way back, Coach Rowe, way back to uh, Southeast Texas, Crosby, yes, Texas. Uh, <laughs> a lot of good victories, a lot of good competitions happening out there, man. Uh, I just love to see like the growth of you as a coach and a recruiting coordinator. You've uh, you've done some tremendous things from kid, for kids at Crosby. And now at Cedar Park, you're doing some great things, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, you know, it, it's been a, uh, it's been a fun path. I mean, you know, I, uh, I took over at a recruiting coordinator over at Crosby uh, when Coach Mann left. You know, I, I started learning the game, as you say, or as you could say, uh, from Coach Mann, you know, kind of just poking my head in his office whenever he had a, a coach in there or, you know, sitting in, in one of the meeting rooms, you know, when he had a coach in there, you know, showing film, just kind of picking up notes, listening to things. And, and uh, you know, when the opportunity arose, you know, I went to Coach Reardon and, you know, I asked, you know, if I could, uh, if I could take over. And, uh, you know, he said, sure. And, uh, you know, just kind of ran with it. And, uh, you know, just been blessed with the opportunity to, uh, you know, to learn from, from people like, you know, DJ and, and Coach Reardon. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the guys in our, uh, in our recruiting coordinator group chat right now, you know, there's a lot of good information that gets bounced around and, uh, you know, it's definitely been good. You know, it, it's good for the kids. It's good for us. You know, it helps us grow a lot, I think. And, uh, you know, it definitely has been very, very nice situation for me. So no doubt, no doubt. I, I know I've learned a, a lot from you myself, man. I've, I'm relatively new to the recruiting coordinator game, and I've, I've you know, I learned fast because I had some great teachers, like you mentioned, uh, Coach Man and, and yourself, man. I yeah. you guys have put me on some on on the game as well. Uh, what is like maybe some of the most difficult things you've had to go through as a recruiting coordinator, uh, as far as getting your kids noticed? As far as getting kids noticed, um, you know, I, I think honestly, you know, uh, DJ did a great job, you know, just kind of helping to, you know, kind of put Crosby out there, you know, I mean, I knew guys, you know, knew Crosby and, you know, they were stopping by, but I mean, the, the opportunities DJ created and, you know, getting coaches there, um, you know, kind of really made my job easier. But uh, I think one of the hardest things was obviously just keeping that up, you know, because obviously, you know, most guys would 
I'd reach out to them and they'd be like, well, you know, where's DJ? You know, let, let me talk to DJ. And I'm like, well, you know, DJ's not here anymore. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, you know, not a lot of guys, but some guys were reluctant or, um, you know, some guys, you know, just kind of stopped showing up. And, you know, so I'd say the hardest part was just, you know, kind of reaching back out to guys, to schools and, you know, just trying to get new schools in there, you know, to, to get our kids in front of them. Um, but, you know, I'd honestly say probably the hardest thing for me has just been, you know, when you got a kid that's just a ball player and he might be undersized, you know, by about an inch. And, you know, that and what people don't realize is that inch makes a big difference. You know, you, you could have a 5'9", you know, 5'10", corner, and, you know, he's making plays all over the field, but, you know, the, the college coach is going to want a 5'11", or a 6-foot corner. Or, you know, you got a 6-foot receiver, and they want a 6'1 receiver. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's, oh, well, now he's 6'1", now I want to offer him. And, you know, well, it's the same guy, same kid still making plays. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think that, that that's always been my hardest thing is just, you know, just, just trying to get these coaches convinced, like, hey, you know, you've got a, a playmaker here in front of you, you know, maybe, you know, watch the actual film and, and, you know, see what the kid can actually do, you know, instead of saying, okay, well, he's not six one or six two, so I'm not going to watch him. But it, it's the game, you know, it comes with it, you know, like, you know, a lot of people always say, just charge it to the game. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> no doubt, man. Absolutely. You know, it's really funny to me how that one little, you know, half an inch or a full inch matters for certain positions and how a little bit of weight here and there matters for other positions. And, you know, it, it, it was frustrating at first, but I'm, I'm with you. That's just kind of how the game goes, man. So, Absolutely. You know, I mean, it, and it, it's just one of those things where, you know, um, you know, you can't control it, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you just got to, you know, just roll with it and just say, hey, you know what, my kid's going to find a home and, uh, you know, he's going to make plays somewhere. He's going to make plays for someone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when they finally do get that opportunity, you know, it, it's such a, uh, a true blessing, not only for them, but, you know, it's a good feeling for, for us, you know, knowing, you know, that, that you have to, pro to provide that opportunity at the next level. So, No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Now, as we, uh, I know this is a, a strange time we're living in, man. You know, it, all the recruiting seems to be done uh, via Twitter, via, you know, I, I've had kids say, Coach, I just got off a Zoom meeting with Coach so-and-so and Coach so-and-so from this school or that school. Uh, all the, Everything's different. So what are you doing to, to adapt to the times that we have going on right now? You know, um, you know, one of my things was, you know, always, you know, staying constant, you know, with coaches. You know, um, one of the things that I always learned was, you know, was recruiting's about relationships. Um, you know, it can't just be a, when you need something from me or when I need something from you, you know, it's about constant building those relationships and, and uh, you know, just staying in contact with, with coaches. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest key really is, is you know, when, when the opportunity is there, you know, just reach out, you know, and, uh, you know, I think I've always done a, a, a pretty good job of, of reaching out to coaches, staying in contact with coaches, um, you know, keeping um, updated information for them. Um, but, you know, I, I'd honestly say, you know, one of the things that I've always taught to to uh, guys that, you know, get started in the as a recruiting coordinator um, is, you know, 
build a brand and, you know, keep that brand up, you know, sell your brand. And, uh, you know, definitely with, with that in mind, you know, it's a matter of just constantly, you know, keeping the brand in people's faces, you know, on social media, you know, constantly, you know, putting it out there on social media, like, Hey, here's, here's my athlete, you know, here's, here's our receiver, here's our quarterback, you know, here's our offensive lineman, our D lineman, our corner, um, you know, graphics, all of that stuff, you know, just, just kind of like how the, the universities do, um, you know, putting stuff out, um, you know, I think that's big, um, but, but definitely, you know, it just goes all, it all falls back into relationships and, you know, just being in constant contact with coaches. So. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, I had a coach a while back tell me this. He said that great coaches are the ones who can build the best relationships. Yep. So, you know, I got a question for you. I, this is a calling, clearly. Clearly, clearly we don't get in, in this uh, high school coaching profession to make four or $500,000 a year, you know, because <laughs> uh, we love it. We have to. Yeah, absolutely. What is, uh, what is the best piece of advice you got as a young coach that you still use today? Ooh. Best piece of advice. Um, listen and learn. Um, yeah, de definitely listen and learn. Um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of young guys that, that, that come into, uh, into our profession that, you know, feel like they know it all, like they're, they're owed something. And, uh, you know, that they come in and, you know, that they want to be a coordinator right off the bat. And it doesn't work that way. Um, you know, I, I, th I think that, uh, you know, as you come in, you know, you got to kind of earn your role per se. You know, you, you got to start at the very bottom and just work your way up. Um, and, you know, to me, I mean, that, that's done by, you know, sitting down, listening, and, you know, just taking notes, you know, every opportunity, you know, the moment someone starts talking, you know, just listen to what they got to say. And, uh, you know, I think that that's how true for me, you know, over the years, you know, I've worked for some, for some great coaches, um, you know, coach rush, uh, you know, uh, coach Reardon, obviously coach Abstec now. Um, and, you know, just listening to those guys and, 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 you know, how they, approach their every day and you know how they approach the team and every aspect you know you, you pick up so much and you know I feel like when my opportunity comes you know as a coordinator as a head coach slash AD you know I think I'll be very well prepared you know because of the people that were in front of me you know that were leaders for me and that I stopped and listened to so no doubt no doubt man I know for me as a young coach when I started I was in middle school, you know, and, you know, it was, we were 0 and 10. We were a horrible, horrible middle school team, but <laughs> most fun I'd ever had in my life. You know, I yeah. coming out of banking, you know, I was sitting in the office all day and it was the most fun I'd ever had. Then on the weekends, we were still scouting and, you know, there wasn't any huddle yet. There was nothing like that. So I was running to go pick up hard drives from different places, <laughs> you know, sitting in, in different meetings and, and just being a fly on the wall. And like you said, listening. And I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. You know, if I could have started and just been a, a varsity coach right away, I probably wouldn't be the guy I am right now. So absolutely not. You know, and mm -hmm. and it's been, you know, like I said, it's been a blessing to me. You know, just being in at the schools that I've been at, 
you know, having the opportunity to work for the coaches that I have, um, you know, I know that not everybody's going to get those opportunities. And, uh, you know, definitely been a, a big blessing to me to, you know, just be able to sit down and, and be in the room with, with those guys and be able to listen and learn from them. So, No doubt. No doubt. Now, we've talked about the positives, the good, the good advice you got. Uh, sometimes they say, you know, bad experiences are a great teacher. Uh, just in experience in coaching, what are some things that you would have done differently? Oof. Uh, one of the uh, kind of a funny story now. It wasn't funny at the time. Um, I was at uh, Crosby, and uh, Coach Mann was still the recruiting coordinator. And, uh, you know, I was, we, were, we were in his office, and, you know, we're, we're both kind of, you know, scrolling through social media and, and uh, I'm not going to name the school, but there's a school that uh, posted something, you know, they posted a picture, a graphic, and said, you know, who's next? And, you know, I, I looked up at, at Coach Mann, and I said, hey, is, you know, has this school stopped by our school? And he's like, no. And I don't know why I felt the need to, uh, to go ahead and tweet this school. But uh, I went ahead and quote tweeted them and said, well, no one from Crosby because you never stopped by to see us. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, didn't think anything of it. You know, I tweeted it, went about my, uh, went about my day. Well, the next morning I'm in, uh, I'm in class and uh, I, uh, I get a phone call from Coach Reardon and I'm like, I'm in class. I'm like, why is he calling? I'm like, that can't be good. So I kind of step outside real quick and, and, uh, he was uh, not so pleased with me and, and my tweet. Uh, obviously, the head coach at that school had reached out to him. You know, the tweet had gotten back to him. And uh, he reached out to Coach Reardon. And uh, it just it didn't work out very well for me. Let, let's just say that much. <laughs> so I had to kind of save face. And then um, I had to call back the area recruiting coordinator um, mm -hmm. and apologize to him, apologize to, you know, to the head coach. And uh, to, to add on top of all that, when I finally did take over recruiting, um, you know, a couple months later, uh, the very first school to stop by, the first coach, first coach I dealt with was the area recruiter from that school. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a very interesting time. But I think uh, for me, I, I, you know, that, I would say that that would be the one thing that, that I wish I could take back. But it was definitely a lesson learned for me. You know, it's – No doubt. I was young, I was dumb, and, and I said something I shouldn't have, but, you know, it's, it's helped me in that aspect of learning the power of social media. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, being able to turn around now and, and, you know, empower our kids in that aspect of, you know, be careful of what you tweet, you know, because you never know who's going to see it and how it's going to mm -hmm. affect you. And, uh, you know, definitely thankful for the opportunity, you know, to still be here, you know, not have lost my job or anything like that, but. Uh, you know, it definitely ended up, you know, being a, a blessing, I guess, in disguise because, like I said, I mean, it helped me to, to turn around and be able to, you know, empower our kids in, in that aspect of social media and be able to, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, you know, don't do this, you know, don't say this, you know, don't do that. And, mm -hmm. and uh, definitely a, a story I don't think I'll ever forget, so. No doubt, no doubt. It yeah. be some uh, some life experience if kids say, ah, "What you tweet that man?" You can be be like, "Yeah, it yeah. Sure does." I, I got I got proof. <laughs> it does exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. 
Yes, uh, man, I had a uh, I had a situation way back. I mean, this was my first varsity job. I was in Frisco, and I had freshman kids. And the first, very first game coaching them, we go on the bus trip, and I got some knuckleheads. I mean, they're mooning people on the tollway, and oh, it's terrible. So I get all these emails. And so the head coach says, I need you to go discipline them. I need you to handle it. I said, okay, bet. You know, I'm, I'm a young, fired-up coach. I'm ready to go discipline. And so I line them all up on the goal line. And we're bear crawling. And, uh, you know, no one told me that the turf gets really, really hot in August. <laughs> and so I have kids bear crawling. Uh, and all, they're like, oh, my hands hurt. Are you okay? And they start showing me. I got hands are blistered up. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, everybody, stand up, stand up, stop, stop what you're doing. <laughs> and so I, we immediately take them in. And I go, oh, man. Hey, coach, I messed up. I did this. And he said, all right, well, you got to go let every parent know. So I got I was on the phone for the rest of the evening, making direct contact with every single parent. But it taught me two things. It taught me, number one, don't bear crawl on hot turf. <laughs> That's the first lesson. Uh, number two is you have to be a communicator. So if you mess up, you own that, and you get on the phone, and you fix it. You make it right. Absolutely. <laughs> I never forgot that either. That's been, what, 13 years ago. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's funny how these things that, you know, they, they keep us on our toes as a coach. And that's so important because we pass that down to the guys that are, are just getting into this profession. You know, that's probably one of the first things I tell new coaches. It's like, yeah, first thing, uh, don't wear wind pants in the, in the building and uh, <laughs> and then make sure you don't bear crawl on hot turf. Like, okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to do that. So. No, no. <laughs> well, man, I know we've uh, – we kind of been through a little drought, man. There's been no sports on TV. I've been kind of, you know, I was a little down at first. I started watching some old games and whatnot. And then this whole series, The Last Dance, came out. Uh, yep. J-Doc. And I've watched it twice already, maybe three times, actually. Uh, just because there's so many different gems there, man. Uh, whether it be how Pippen had to kind of take a bad deal because he had family depending upon him and how Jordan was – who Jordan was exactly how I remember when I was little or how Jackson yep. had to like manage all these personalities. Uh, what, what stood out to you in that documentary? Ooh, what stood out? I would say to me that, I mean, well, I think everybody, you know, can, well, I'll say this. I, I think anybody can argue on, on who the goat is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, obviously, you know, Michael's in that conversation, but I think to me, you know, uh, you know, a convert, you know, there's, there's a commercial back in the day. It was a Michael Jordan commercial that said, uh, you know, maybe I, I made you think that, you know, all of this started, you know, at the free throw line, you know, with, with his dunk, you know, the, in the slam dunk concept, you know, that, that he just made it look easy. But, you know, what, what people didn't realize is how hard of a worker, you know, he truly was. And, um, you know, look, looking or watching, you know, the last dance, I think, you truly see not only his work ethic, but what it really takes to, to be a leader. You know, I think it's something, you know, that us as coaches, we preach all the time to our kids, you know, be a leader, be a leader, be a leader. And, you know, some guys think that, you know, being a leader is just being the loud person in the room, you know, being that talkative guy. But 
you know, what, what you see in, or what I saw in the, in the last dance, you know, was there's going to be times where people don't like you, it, you know, and it, it's going to be uncomfortable. If, if you're going to be a, a, a true, a real leader, there's going to be times where people just don't like what you have to say. You know, they don't want to hear it. Um, you know, they thought, you know, they're your friend that, you know, that you two were boys and all of a sudden you're jumping down their case and, you know, it's like, well, what's going on? But in my opinion, you know, it's not anything personal, you know, you, you have to assume that role and everything that comes with it in order to, to truly be a successful leader. Um, you know, and I think that, that, that's what truly stood out to me is it really put it out there. You know what I mean? Cause you would see him, you know, call guys out you know, verbally, you know, you'd see them, you know, kind of punking on guys. Like, hey, sometimes you just got to push guys. Um, and and everybody was different. You know, you can't yell at every kid on the team. You know, you can't push around every guy on the team. You know, everyone's going to be different. But, you know, he, he did such a good job of, I think, motivating everybody and being a leader, you know, that I, to me, like I said, I think that that's what definitely stood out the most was just, you know, not being afraid to take that on and saying, oh, you know what, you might not like me right now, but when we're celebrating at the end of the year, you know, it, it's definitely a different story. You know, you'll thank me then. And uh, yeah, definitely something that, that I most took away from that. So, Absolutely, man. That's, that, I mean, that speaks volumes. I think the big thing, too, that just to piggyback on what you're saying is how uh, – I remember one scene where they're out there running, doing conditioning, and he's first in line. Like you can't have that big voice if you're if you're middle of the pack or at the end. You got to lead from the front to have, be able to have that voice and challenge some people. And exactly. you know, folks can get mad all they want, but not only are you are you talking about it, you're you're being about it. You're being a leader from the beginning. So yeah, you hit yeah, exactly. yeah no definitely you know and and you know I mean like, like I said I mean being a leader takes on so many different roles. You know, it's not just the the loud person in the room, you know, you, you've got to lead with your actions as well. And like you just said, you know, when, when they're running sprints and he's leading the pack, you know, I mean, how, how are you going to say anything to him? You know I mean? If he calls you out or, Hey, you know, he's calling me out and he's a leader. Well then, you know, I, I definitely need to do something, you know, something needs to change. And, and uh, you know, I, I think all of that encompasses being a leader and, and, you know, having to be able to embrace all of that. So, no doubt, no doubt. And that leads into, uh, I guess, another question here for for the kids that we coach today. Like, uh, as a in, in the position that you're in, you you know, you and I are in the same boat. We either the most popular people on campus or the least popular on campus uh, because we're in control of the recruiting process. Uh, how do you help kids see that you're uh, that you have their best interests at heart? I know a lot of them think that we are underestimating them or maybe we they, they feel like we're not pushing them the way we should uh how do we how do we get kids to see that we're working as hard as we can for them um i i think it, it really truly goes back to um relationships mm -hmm. um, you know we talked about it earlier you know as far as you know keeping communication with coaches but i think when when you build relationships with your kids um you know, it helps to kind of ease that platform per se, um, you know, because kids know or kids will know that, that, you know, that you are working for them. Um, you know, obviously, regardless of, of what we do, 
or what we say or what we try or whatever the case might be. There's always going to be, you know, a, a student athlete that, that feels, you know, like he got the short end of the stick. You know, coach, well, you know, you didn't get me a D1 offer. Or, you know, coach, you know, this. And it's, you know, it, it's hard in that aspect. Um, but I think, you know, you, you just have to continue to, to fight for these kids. Um, you know, so for me, you know, one of the things, you know, constantly, especially, you know, this, you know, this past spring, or, you know, um, spring and into now, you know, it's just been, you know, talking to our kids about it, you know, like, hey, you know, sending your stuff out here, you know, talking to these coaches, um, you know, when they ask, hey, coach, you know, can, where, you know, where can I find this? And I'm like, I've got that. Like, what do you like? <laughs> and, and I think for me, like one of the questions I've asked the kids here lately is what, what do you think my role is as the recruiting coordinator? And there's a lot of kids that didn't know. They're like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I'm like, hold on a second. I'm like, if you didn't know, I'm like, let me, let me explain real quick. But, uh, you know, I, I think that there's, like I said, that there's going to be good and bad kids in that aspect. You know, you're always going to have, like I said, some kids that, you know, feel like they got the short end of the but then there's going to be some that are so thankful for anything that they get. And, uh, you know, it, it's a blessing to just be able to say, you know, hey, you know, this kid has an opportunity to go play at the next level. And, you know, I played some part in that, you know. Um, and, and I think to me that that's the biggest thing that I can take away from, from this entire job is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when I lay down is, you know, I help to make an impact in their life in that aspect, you know, and if they wanted to go play the next level, you know, I played some role in that. Um, and whether I, you know, I get a ton of credit or no credit, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know that, you know, that I did something and, and you know, that, that that's the best feeling in the world, so. No, without a doubt, without a doubt, man. With When you see... Uh, kids who have this dream of just move playing at the next level, and you can usually see it near the end of the season. These seniors, and they're and, you know they don't have any any offers yet or anything like that, and they're you know they're like, man, it's, I got three games left. I got four games left. This is happening too fast. And just fast forward to February and it's signing day, and they're they're signing with whatever school of their choice, not the one that their parents want them to go to necessarily yep. or their friends or, you know, the logo that's real popular. They're going to school and they're getting to play football, which is what they want to continue. And they get to go to college for free. That That's one of the best feelings in the world. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. Man. Well, Coach, you dropped some, uh, some true gems on this 30 for 30 here. It's uh, opening some eyes in the recruiting process. Yeah, that <laughs> you know, you just uh, and speaking of yeah, dog. Uh, let me uh, let me comment on the shirt because I'm a fan. Every time, yeah, dog. <laughs> you know, one of your guys gets an offer. I see the hashtag yeah, dog pop up, and I already know what's about to happen. So absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, the, the story behind that. You know, we're uh, we're in off season workouts this spring, uh -huh. and uh, you know, our, our head coach's son, you know, Gunner. He's in the weight room, you know, one day, and, and uh, our uh, one of our safeties, Josh Bretts, and, um, you know, they're working their butts off. And I just kind of looked up, and, you know, I was like, yeah, dog. I was like, let's go. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, dog. And, you know, they started getting all 
all excited. And next thing you know, like, every time they come in the weight room, they're like, and anytime they see me, they're like, yeah, dog, yeah, dog. And all of a sudden, you know, they me out to the, to the baseball field and, and the entire baseball team is yelling, yeah, dog. And I mean, like, it's literally a chant, you know, kids are yelling during baseball games. And yeah, obviously now you see the t-shirts. But uh, no, man, it's, it's been fun. And, and obviously, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, just kind of popped up, you know, just randomly and just kind of ran with it. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, it's fun now. So Absolutely. And you know what that speaks to, man? It speaks to the relationships. Absolutely. You, uh, when you got kids that can, that can have fun with their coach and rally around one of their things, and next thing you know, you're on a T-shirt. That's how <laughs> building relationships, man. That's fantastic. I love yes, it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, normally, this is how I normally do this. First time I've ever done a 30 for 30, and I was letting my guests go ahead and name their 30 for 30. But yours is already named because it's yeah, dog. <laughs> it's all there you about. go. Because, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> It speaks to everything you're all about, man. Relationships with kids, parents, with all the college coaches out there and, and trying to help kids live out their dreams, man. So, Absolutely. Yes, sir. It's a, you know, it's been an honor, honor and a privilege to, to work with you, and even more of an honor and a privilege, privilege now to interview you a few years later, man. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I look, look, look forward to the, the future that, you, uh, that you're bringing to Cedar Park, man. And, you know, we'll hope to chop it up very soon again. Absolutely. You know, I definitely appreciate the opportunity and thanks for having me and uh, definitely be looking towards the future. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we go, I'd like for you to go ahead and drop your uh, your Twitter handle. I know you're going to get a million high school kids sending you their uh, highlights so they can go to college. But... Yeah, yeah, it's like I said in that one tweet, you know, a college coach could say his dog died and, you know, you're going to have a bunch of kids sending his, his, their, their highlight reel out to him. So, yes. Um, <laughs> just to say, you know, I got it. I think at least 20, 25 highlights sent to me off that tweet, you know, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, no, Twitter is at coach uh, underscore row two. So got you. Yep. Got you. So follow my man and when you see that hashtag yeah dog, you already know what it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Coach Row, I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you. Yes, sir.